Hello and welcome to season one, episode three of Tea for Two. As always, I'm joined by Abby Smith. Hello, everybody. And seeing as this is the last episode of the term, we're going to be talking about how our term ended last term. And we're going to be answering really commonly asked questions about university in general. Gosh, Abby, do you remember how much of a nightmare it was trying to get back home last term? Yes, it was horrible, but it was an experience. And the journey to the train station itself was actually quite fun. I just remember us walking with our suitcases along the road in the pitch black, waiting for cars to come past. We had to run onto the verge. It was quite good, wasn't it? We had such grand plans for it and we've been looking forward to it for ages. And then the actual morning of came and we'd booked an early train. It was raining. It was freezing in true Yorkshire style. We were lugging our suitcases. I forgot a mask. Oh, yeah. And I had to give you one of my masks. I was like, luckily, Abby's prepared and has about uh, seven of them. Yeah. And thank God for WH Smith. Um, mm-hmm. But oh, my God. We were so early to the train station as well because we just were paranoid as hell. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think it's because we're both anxious people and we'd rather be there like two hours early than risk being two minutes late. So we made sure to leave with plenty of time. How- oh God, we were so early. And then we had such, such good plans for the train journey. We were just going to chill, maybe watch a film, have a chat, plan podcasts. And what happened about 10 minutes into us being sat on the train? <laughs> I think the problem was nothing happened the train just stopped and we were sitting there like what is going on why is nothing moving everyone in the train carriage was just looking around thinking are we gonna get going or not so we were just waiting and waiting and all of a sudden the train loudspeaker comes on and we our faces dropped I, I could feel the moment where we realised we might not be getting home today. Oh gosh, yeah, do you remember? We got to the point where we were discussing getting an Airbnb and... <laughs> Wherever we were. I don't even know. It was the first stop out of York on the way to London. So if anyone's good with trains and knows where that is, that's where we were. Yeah, there was a failure with the electricals, um, which they couldn't get fixed for ages. But the guy sat next to us. He was great. He was such a legend. We had such a lovely conversation with him. But after a while, they realized that there was no way they could have gotten the line fixed in time um, or even during the day. So we got redirected and ended up literally everywhere but London. Yeah, because our initial plan was just we're going to sit on this train until it's fixed, even if it takes like six hours. We've got macbooks we can sit here and watch a film it'll be fine we don't want to go back to york because we'd been looking forward to going back home for so long and then it all just crumbled and they were like the train is now discontinuing you need to get off the platform and i was just sitting there thinking this is not how i wanted the year to end this is not how i wanted first time to go but it's gonna be okay i remember texting my mum and saying hey there's an issue with the train um so i'm going to have to take another one and do a bunch of connections to get home and she texts me back saying you're, you're still coming right you're still coming back <laughs> I was like yes if it kills me and what was supposed to be a lovely three-hour sit on a train door-to-door trip turned into more of a five-hour ordeal which ended up taking us to 
Southampton? No, no, no. No, it, it wasn't all there, the wrong way. <laughs> no, what's the one that starts with S and that's near York? Sheffield. Sheffield, that's the one. I just, um, I remember talking to the ticket man or the, the people that were on the platform specifically to help people get to where they're meant to be. I felt so bad for them. And we were waiting for so long because so many people were just pushing in and we're sitting there, these two little uni girls, not wanting to be rude and intrude, but we really needed help as to what was actually going on. But the guy who helped us was lovely and he told us exactly where to go. So shout out to him. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. And once we got to Sheffield, the stress levels ramped up even more because I had a grand total of about two minutes to get across this station I'd never been at to catch my third and final train to London. Mm-hmm. So I think I said goodbye to you really quickly, just bolted, and I had to yep. go up the stairs with my suitcase, which was massive, by the way. Um, and I'm really glad it was because I've ended up staying at home for another couple of months. I remember there was this family in front of me and they must have all been foreign. They didn't speak English and they didn't know where they were going. And so they just sort of stopped every five minutes and I couldn't get past them. And I was trying to run across this station, trying to get to this train. And I could hear in the um, loudspeaker saying, this train to London is departing in one minute. (laughs) Gosh, the stress. But I got on it eventually and it worked out quite well because the only seats available were in first class so I sat in first class for a couple of hours pouring I fell asleep on the train because clearly it had all been too much for me um and then I got to London got soaked got into an Uber got home and my mum's never been happier to see me and I've never been happier to be home (laughs) I mean if you think that story's bad I mean I had that and then plus about three trains. Oh gosh, yeah. So <laughs> when we were at Sheffield, I got on a train. I was like, this is fine. I've got plenty of time. All of a sudden, the platforms changed. They're switching the train I'm meant to be on. So I had to run across, as you said, this platform I'd never been at before and um, find the new train. And that happened about three times on the journey. The trains kept getting changed. I don't know why. But it was, it was a horrible experience and I do not wish to do it again. It was such a mess. I think also because the day we decided to travel back home was the first day after the November lockdown ended. Yeah. So everyone who was trying to move somewhere else, especially uni students, and because it was end of term and people just generally traveling was doing it on that day. Um, yeah, gosh, the crowds at the platform. Do you remember that? Trying to get onto the train to Sheffield. I yeah I was scared we weren't gonna get a seat because people are so so rude rude. I don't understand it like if someone's waiting in front of you you don't barge them out the way to get on the train first like have some manners were you raised in a barn it's horrible (laughs) it really enrages me and it's funny that we're not talking about other students we're talking about like 40 and 50 year old people Mm -hmm. come on your parents raised you better than that The worst part of the whole day was probably the fact that we didn't have specified seats anymore. I was so paranoid the entire journey that someone was going to come up to me and say, you're in my seat, move. I would be so embarrassed if that happened. But I got back and my mum was saying to me that that probably wouldn't happen because if trains are cancelled, they tend to just get rid of all reserved seats. But I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, The best thing about 
in getting home aside from the relief of I've made it um was that my mum had brought me fluffy socks and left them at the bottom of my bed so I came in absolutely drenched took a shower got changed and then took something like a three-hour nap that sounds lush oh it was amazing and then we got a takeaway oh it was amazing that's possibly one of my favorite things about uni just coming back <laughs> that don't say that <laughs> No, in the sense of uni is amazing, but there's nothing better than getting home. Your mother opening the door with this massive smile. And then she's like, she usually like buys all the food I like. You do get spoiled when you get back. You it do. is good. It's great. I wonder how long it's going to last. I hope it carries on through second, third and fourth year. <laughs> the takeaways multiply, don't they? You get back and your parents want to spoil you. So they're like, what takeaway would you like tonight? Chinese, mum. Obviously, you don't even need to ask the question. Oh, that's so good. That's also the great thing that every time I get back from uni, my mum looks at me and says, oh my gosh, you've lost weight. Are you eating all right? Let's get a takeaway. Just so I don't, you know, fade away. Um, but it's amazing. When I got back, I'm pretty sure it started snowing. And if that doesn't show that I'm the light of my family's life and I bring nothing but joy, happiness and great times, I don't know what does. We love snow. I remember, yeah, you sent me a video the next day and it was snowing so much. I was so jealous because it never snows in London. Um, or at least it never snows enough. Like a couple of weeks ago, we had a straight out like four days of snow all the time it was continuous but none of it stuck absolutely zero percent of it settled it was so sad I kept looking out my window and seeing so much snow and for that amount of snow for that frequency of time you'd expect there to be a solid at least four inches on the ground like I was really excited to make a snowman and it never happened <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I got back I sent you a house tour and I just showed you all the snow on the fields and there was a random aubergine on the windowsill. And I was like, don't question that. I think it was a butternut squash, you know? <laughs> oh, I mean, same shape. It's fine. But yeah, it was great fun. I was so happy to be back. I had Krispy Kreme. I had oh, Chinese. Nice. I think I went for Mexican. Delicious. Slept like a baby. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and it's also about being back in your own bed because... I don't know about yours, but my bed at uni is like a banana. It's got this massive dip in the bottom. We've even <laughs> flipped the mattress and it didn't help that much. Yeah, we did. That's why you're probably my favourite, because you've walked by as I was trying to flip this massive mattress <laughs> and actually helped. <laughs> Thank you so much. My back hates it. My pleasure. I'm always here to help. I think it's the fact... It's the fact that it's a double bed as well is so nice. I'm I'm able to man spread in the middle of the bed just like a starfish. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but sleeping in the middle of a double bed is just elite and single beds will never match up. I always sleep on the edge because the middle feels sort of empty and lonely. No, sleeping in the middle is better and sleeping on the edge is not as fun. I don't, I don't know. I I still really like the edge. Maybe it's because I, I like living on the edge. I mean, sometimes I almost fall off my bed. But that's what keeps it interesting. <laughs> I fell off my bed once and whacked my head on my bedside table. That was not a good day. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Oh, my gosh. Once I was at my grandmother's house um, 
and we were all staying there she had all the grandchildren over and she and I were downstairs having a coffee and all of a sudden we just heard this massive massive thud and so we went upstairs wondering what it was and my cousin who was about eight at the time and my sister who was about 12 were sharing a double bed and somehow my itty bitty cousin had managed to stretch and push my sister off the bed who didn't even wake up what? she w- we went upstairs and she was asleep on the floor oh she hadn't woken she'd just fallen off a double bed and hadn't woken up and i just don't understand how that's even possible i told you about the time i slept through a fire alarm though so i do see how it's possible anything anything can happen there was a blaring, blaring fire alarm, super loud in my old house because the chimney had caught on fire. We're all fine. My dad, Mr. Fireman. I mean, he's not a fireman, but that day he was. He put it out with a hose. <laughs> so shout out, David. But yeah, I slept through it. My mum had to come and get me. Oh my gosh. So I could be dead. Well, my mum, I think she can one up you on that. She, when she was living on her own in Madrid, the balcony of the flat beneath her detached from the side of the building and fell onto the pavement. No one was killed. It was all fine. But she slept through it. Imagine the sound of an entire balcony coming unstuck and crashing to the ground. (laughs) It's happened a concerning amount in the last year because a bunch of people due to the pandemic and not being able to go to swimming pools and to the beach have especially in Spain have started putting blow up pools on their balconies but balconies haven't been designed to sustain that amount of weight with all the water and all the people in it so a bunch of people's balconies have been falling off the side of buildings because they're filling them with water I'm not gonna lie that does sound like a casualty episode like that straight straight from the show it's like hey you know what'd be great on the balcony a swimming pool let's do that i mean i respect it but at the same time that's probably not a good idea and i don't know why you think that's a good idea i've always wanted a swimming pool totally irrelevant but they're just so fun but the problem is in england you don't have enough sun to merit getting a proper one so it's just a little paddling pool see my grandmother's one worked really well because she lives in italy um so by august the water is so hot it's lovely and it's just also for pool parties because you could light it all up oh my gosh yeah that sounds amazing shall we put a pool in next year what do you think why not put it in the conservatory have a little indoor pool (laughs) yeah indoor pool why i know what i would love that if there was a student house with a pool in it i would sign the papers straight away Oh, yeah. Except knowing the two of us, we'd probably try and bleach the inside (laughs) of the pool because you never know, just in case, germs. True. Very, very true. Before we press record, we were talking about how we're going to carpet clean the whole thing and make sure that it's sanitised. I think it's been an effect of the pandemic. I think we're all slightly more germophobic now. Yeah, I was just going to say, for context, Claudia and I have a house together next year. And it has a conservatory, which looks incredible. And we're very excited to move in, aren't we? Oh, we're so excited. And I'm even more excited to be able to throw parties in it. Mm-hmm. It's, and oh. decorate it. I'm, those, those first couple of days, 
are going to be so exciting purely because we can spend them decorating which yes I can't wait for I keep thinking about it we're going to be drastically poorer though because knowing us we're going to go to home bargains or something and spend too much money on random decorations for the house yes we need to get our driving license (laughs) yes I mean my test has been cancelled I don't know if I told you but they've not rearranged it yet so I don't know if we'll be able to do it before lockdown not lockdown before we go back also because we have parking space yeah and we're gonna waste it let's just let Robbie park his car in our parking spot pool in the parking space yes or oh, hot tub damn hot tub oh. we should hire a hot tub one day oh we've got a little we could do a hot tub <gasps> that is I such a good idea i mean i don't know if i have 200 pounds to hire a hot tub but i mean special but occasions my birthday fun. we can exactly. invite all the family up for a weekend and get a hot tub and throw a barbecue in the middle of february <laughs> yeah we will be fine all we can do it for your birthday and then that way it works yeah yeah june's fine it might be sunny put a pin in that <laughs> stay tuned for the episode titled we hired a hot tub <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also knowing the two of us we'd probably be doing work inside of it i wouldn't oh, be surprised yeah. if you walked out and found me just typing away a lamb report that i think we should start a business hot tub tables so you can do stuff in a hot tub yes but I'd still be too scared that I'm going to drop it in. And go really wrinkly and pruney. <laughs> Do you get that? Oh, I mean, everyone gets that, but it's just so funny. It's because grip. Yeah. So your body is adapting to essentially becoming aquatic. And so it helps you grip. I know. It's because I wrote a lab report a couple of days ago. So now I'm full of scientific vocabulary because you have to use it or you get knocked down a bunch of marks. So I just kept having to look for synonyms. <laughs> the question is, though, why when we're not really high in the air, high altitude, do we not grow wings? Answer me that, Claudia, Miss Science Degree. <laughs> I do environmental science, not anatomy. Um, but how cool would that be? <laughs> if we're adapting to being in water, why are we not adapting to being at high altitude? Because a high, high altitude is trickier because there's less oxygen at higher altitudes. So there's less chances of you surviving in the first place. So I reckon if your body was going to adapt to a high altitude, it would probably increase your lung capacity, which would be tricky rather than give you wings because wings allow you to go higher up, but you still wouldn't be able to breathe. Science. <laughs> and that's why you drink Red Bull, kids. <laughs> My sister asked me a similar question the other day. She was like, Imagine if instead of cramps and all the annoying side effects of periods, women got really cool ones like, I don't know, the color of your hair changed. Like what if your hair went stripy and blue whilst you were on your period? I was like, excuse me, I think I'd rather keep the cramps than my hair color changing once a month. I mean, speak for yourself. But imagine you just wake up one morning and your hair's blue and stripy. In fact, oh, (laughs) that time of the month? (laughs) oh I think that'd be fun I back your sister's proposal you've got my vote <laughs> you'd also be able to tell who's on their period and you'd be like oh careful she might be moody this week I mean I'm moody every week so I don't think yeah. it'd make much effect for me but it's fine because when you're not on your period you just blame it on PMS done exactly I mean excuses excuses oh I'm so excited for next year 
the house is going to be so good I'm excited to actually explore York oh I know because it still hasn't sunk in because I think we've had such a different well not I think it's obvious we've had such a different uni experience (laughs) um than what normally should be happening so I haven't been into the Minster yet we've barely gone out for dinner and done stuff let alone go clubbing so it'll be really good to actually sort of because I think we just started settling in York when the Christmas break happened and then we came back and so now we haven't been back for like what four months Mm -hmm. it's going to be a shock to the system when we go back for sure I've not cooked for myself properly bought for myself done my washing and I don't know how long I'm hoping muscle memory will kick in (laughs) and then we'll just get right back into the swing of things. Um, But yeah, gosh, I haven't had to carry my laundry across Halifax for four months. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have our own washing machine next year. Oh, it's going to be so good. I forget about that. Except when it will start leaking through the kitchen. Oh, like our one today. Yeah. But I mean, apart from that, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I'm really excited about the kitchen as well. There's mm-hmm. so much we can do. We've got tiles with cats on them. We do. The freezer space. The freezer space. Oh my gosh. We incredible. can have a whole drawer for ice. We can freeze like pizza <gasps> dough and make homemade pizzas instead of buying those horrible <sighs> ones from Tesco. Oh, I know. It's going to be amazing. That's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I think we should actually let us know if you'd like to see this probably not but we should probably just vlog moving in yeah why not and just or do a before and after of what our house looks like because I'm so excited about the downstairs yes this is totally irrelevant but I was talking to my mum the other day do you remember my massive like three kilogram bag of pasta that's still a uni that I've got to eat it in one time I wonder how it's doing it's probably so lonely up in that kitchen so yeah, I've got to try and eat three kilograms of pasta in three months, which is going to be fun. I'm sure I can do it. I do love some good pasta. Back in October, we were all doing an online shop and Abby and I thought we'd stock up on a few essentials in case a lockdown as harsh as the first one happened whilst we were still at university, um, which it did to an extent. So we both bought a ridiculous amount of toilet paper because by ridiculous amount I mean we bought like a 12 pack of toilet paper which when you live alone goes a long way um and Abby also bought a three kilogram bag of pasta in case all the stockpiling and shortages of the first lockdown repeated themselves this time around and how far have you gotten into this three kilogram bag of pasta one bowl into it but I mean pasta to money ratio was very good I got a lot of pasta for the money I paid oh yeah so I can't complain it's a lot of facility so much it's really fun watching you trying to get it down (laughs) from the top of the cabinet well I'm always scared there's gonna be a spider on it because since Halloween everyone has been hiding spiders everywhere to try and scare each other fake spiders just to clarify yes no if they were real ones I would not be living in that flat (laughs) I don't know what it is about spiders I'm not scared about anything else like I'm completely fine with blood injections bodily fluids of any form yeah (laughs) but spiders I just I I cannot 
No. And I think it's an evolutionary thing. So I Googled it. <laughs> and basically your brain can't cope with how unpredictable spiders are because they have eight legs so they could jet off in any direction whereas you can only really run forwards um and so because they're so fast and so unpredictable your brain's like no uh -uh, danger (laughs) stay away from those and i don't mess with spiders i prefer spiders out of everything i'm probably more capable of Mm -mm. removing them than a moth or a butterfly or anything flying so you know I hate those you know what I really want to do with you oh no go to one of those butterfly gardens please I've been and it was not a good experience and I'm pretty sure I had a huge panic attack my mum tried to take me to one and I don't think she realized the extent of my fear of therapy yeah doesn't work (laughs) don't try it at home yeah it wasn't well it worked for me I was scared of dogs and they got me one (laughs) true shock to the system but it works. So I'm taking you to a butterfly garden so you can enjoy butterflies once again. I mean, next time you're ill, just make me watch you throw up then. Ew. Same principle. <laughs> I feel like that's worse than my butterfly fear. I'd rather sit in a room full of butterflies than with someone throwing up. I think the off-putting thing about people throwing up is the sound. <laughs> Everything. I mean, it's, it's not pleasant. I wouldn't choose to. But if... I'm at a party and someone starts throwing up. It doesn't make me quiver. I usually just help. <laughs> See, you're a better woman than I am. I would be gone before you could even blink. I'd be out of there. <laughs> You'd be passed out in the corner. Uh, not not even from the alcohol, just from watching people throw up. <laughs> someone was sick at my sixth form or secondary school last year a girl was sick on my lunch table oh. I picked up my bag and I was gone I was like no I'm not dealing with this picked up my stuff just left <laughs> sorry Holly and do you want to hear a worse one we I think it was year seven maybe year eight and we were all in a coach off to do some school trip about the ancient Romans and I went to school in Italy that's that's why <laughs> And there was two of my best friends sat at the front because there was two front seats and they both got really carsick. And one of them threw up Mm. on top of the other. Oh my gosh, no, no. I'd be stripping on that bus. Like straight into her lap. In the middle of the motorway. Oh no. The whole bus went silent. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. Oh yeah, not... It's just the worst thing ever. And I'm sorry to all the listeners. We've gone on to something disgusting again, just like last week. We don't mean to. This always happens. We're just horrible people. So yeah, that's our fears. Any other fears you want to talk about? What else are you scared of? I've got a bunch of like weird irrational fears, but nothing nothing that stops me from doing anything. Like I'm always really scared <laughs> that when I open a public toilet, there's going to be a dead person in it (laughs) and I think it's because when I was about seven I made the mistake of going back into the living room when my parents had sent me to bed I've done this so many times and every time it's backfired because how how did I get a big massive fear of sharks well because I walked into the living room whilst my parents were watching shark attack (laughs) that's just not a good idea not pleasant 
and I think that's the toilet one as well. So since then, every time I open a toilet, I'm like, oh, will there be? And there never is. See, I don't think I'm too scared but, of that. I've watched a lot of police programs, so I think I'd be pretty well equipped to deal with the situation. I'm scared of statues, though. Oh, you'd be so good. Statues, like <laughs> Doctor Who, the Doctor Who Angel episode scarred me for life. Oh, but that's really exactly. scary. So now I'm petrified. That's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not get any statues for the garden next year. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. I was thinking of getting a bust of myself. I just put it in, putting it in the living room. Imagine. <laughs> now that would be doubly terrifying. <laughs> have you seen Eurovision, the film? I don't think I have, no. It's really good. You should watch it. Okay. Um, as in, it's so bad, it's really funny. And so in the scene, the contestant that's representing Russia has the two main characters over for this huge, like, pre-Eurovision party and they walk into his living room and he's showing them all these Greek statues that he's got and the character that Rachel McAdams plays points out that they've all got his face and he's like and he tries to act as if he hasn't done it on purpose but he had all of these statues designed to look like they were ancient Greek but with his face on them so I think we could do that just all around the garden yeah definitely my parents always used to bully me and say they were gonna hide a statue in my room while I was in bed so I wake up and see it and I mean petrifying yeah I might do that to you just with a spider no well you know don't you dare you know what my parents did so when I was two they were new parents they 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 were still young and so they thought you know be really funny if we screwed up this kid by buying a whole fleet of garden gnomes and moved them whilst she's taking a nap every day and convinced her that the gnomes are alive and move when she's not looking. And so my parents went through the effort for God knows how long that every time I went to, for a nap, they'd gather these 12 gnomes that were all around the garden and the balcony and move them around. And I, I fully believed all these gnomes were alive. <laughs> No, you know what my mum also did? She, I'd just seen um, Snow White. I was three years old. And she staged this whole thing with my dad so that I would be in the room when she was biting into an apple and then she pretended to die. And little three-year-old me was absolutely traumatized. So she took a, she was just talking to me. She took a bite of an apple and then fake fainted onto her bed. And apparently I started crying and running towards her saying, Mommy, no! <laughs> and she felt oh. horrible. They still do, but they still find it really funny. Um, so they feel bad, but not bad enough to not bring it up again. <laughs> not bad enough, no. It comes up all the time. Every time Snow White comes into the conversation, they're like, oh, ha, ha, remember that time you ate the apple? Ha, ha, yeah, she was so scared. Thanks. <laughs> wow that was quite the tangent I think we've digressed enough we should probably go back on to talking about what we were meant to be saying in this episode which is the Q&A on the most frequently asked questions about university what do you think definitely we have gone off topic very much but hey off topic is so much fun it is and I mean we enjoyed it and that's the main thing because we're the ones filming it (laughs) 
<laughs> of course we we hope you enjoyed it too because you're our listeners and we love you um so let's get on it yes let's get on it there's a question about how quiet is university accommodation now I think that's a good place to start because we've had a fair share of experience with noise haven't we dear flat five stop doing karaoke night on Mondays I have lectures <laughs> at 9am on Tuesdays thank you <laughs> oh, definitely uh, I think it depends a lot on what college you're in because Alcuin definitely has a quiet rep um whereas I think mm-hmm. Halifax is known for being one of the noisier ones it definitely is one of the noisier ones as well um I hear party music I don't know how much even though we're in a pandemic and I'm just trying to sleep I'm just trying to go to sleep or trying to read one of my readings and all I can hear is Taylor Swift blasting from block C so that's fun I mean could be worse flat five butchers Bruno Mars every Monday night Mm. I mean I'm sure they're lovely we haven't met them yet but they could really do with some singing lessons (laughs) I mean, they all go flat in unison and I can't sing that well. I'll admit it. Um, Singing has never been my thing. But oh my gosh. It's a new level. (laughs) It is a new level. And when you combine that with Robbie playing Xbox or PS5 or you're better at gaming than me, so you'll probably know what he is. Xbox peasant. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. PS4 is way better. (laughs) Sorry, Robbie. I have no idea. Um when you combine that with all the people who are getting Ubers to leave the court and scraping outside mm-hmm. or that night when they decided to block the entrance to block D and they moved the glass bins from the family accommodation and wheeled them across the street and into the court. Do you have any idea what the sound of a glass bin full to the top with bottles makes when it gets tipped over and like ran across the park it was not fun it was so much fun and I was sat in bed and I couldn't figure out what it was so I just ignored it (laughs) and the next morning you sent me the picture of the bins on top of a picnic table and everything made sense yeah it wasn't just Kez having a little session in a room by herself (laughs) (laughs) that's the other thing the walls are so thin oh yes they are you can say that again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're not going to get into no. it, but you can hear everything at Block C, whoever's room is next to mine. I can hear it all, okay? And I don't enjoy it. It's not <laughs> fun when I'm trying to read about Germany or whatever I'm reading about. I don't want to be hearing it, okay? You scarred me and I hope you're happy. <laughs> Need a moment. See, I, <laughs> I have a much um, lighter issue to deal with which is just that my fairy lights make a disgusting scratchy sound on the wall every time I get into bed which doesn't bother me but Kezia who's wall-to-wall bent to bed with me can hear it every single time (laughs) and I'm so sorry about that. I mean we spoke about this before the fact that you're basically sharing a double bed with Kez there's just a tiny little sheet of wall (laughs) in the middle. Which makes it so weird. But yes, I, I guess we are. Thank Good you. thing I sleep on the side of my single bed. Yeah, I'd be screwed. <laughs> I'd be in the wall. <laughs> Ew. Um, 
Yeah, no, but I think I'd rather share a bed with Kez than your oh, than yeah. the people that you're sharing a bed with. <laughs> the little duo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're third wheeling. I am, and it's really um, sad. She's just watching Netflix. <laughs> I'll watch Netflix. Sure. <laughs> True. All the time. All napping. One of the Your two. people are just doing all the chilling. They're doing some yoga. Uh. True. <laughs> oh, okay, next question. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's just skip past that. Okay, opinions on Halifax College. Go. I personally really like it because it feels like a town. And it's not mm-hmm. too in the uni, so it still feels like there's a nice divide between being inside the department when I could be inside the department, thanks COVID, um, and then being at home, there's that nice divide. And I really enjoy how green it is. I really like being able to watch lacrosse practice and extreme frisbee or whatever it's called. Ultimate frisbee, yeah. <laughs> That's it, ultimate frisbee whilst I'm getting ready in the mornings I agree. <laughs> or having breakfast I think we've got really nice views you especially oh. you've gotten so lucky with that I'm jealous it's so nice I do love it I like bringing Claudia to my room in the morning so she can see the beautiful view and the beautiful sunlight gleaming through my window Abby gets sunlight and it's not fair <laughs> I'm Mediterranean okay I'm exotic I'm sunlight <laughs> deprived and you get it all. And I burn through the window so realistically you shut your curtains <laughs> Abby shuts her curtains do you realize what a waste of precious sunlight that is I oh. burn I burn in my history lesson once because I was sitting by the window and it was too <laughs> sunny so I'm sorry I'm not risking it and the glare on my screen is really sad so I have to okay next up campus west or campus east oh controversial for me mm-hmm. campus west um campus east is prettier i won't deny it and they've got a greg's so they majorly one up us on that they've also got a beauty salon so in terms of facilities campus east fully one one ups us but campus west has a better vibe to it Mm -hmm. campus west feels more sort of like student lifey there's more campus bars on it also my department's on it so it's really easy to get to so yeah campus west all the way totally biased but not scared to admit it. <laughs> totally biased. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree. Although Goodrick and Constantine and everything is stunning. Mm, like the rooms are so much prettier. The kitchens are oh, so I much know. nicer. But I feel like the sense of community on Campus West is elite and much, yeah. much better. For context, um, the University of York is kind of split in a way into two campuses. West is where most of the departments are and most of the colleges are, but then East is newer and has got a few. And we live on Campus West, if you couldn't tell. Next up, what are your opinions on the transport in York? Do you think it's good, i.e. buses and trains? Let's talk about both. I think it is. I'm really happy with the transport, which is also one of the reasons why I picked York and we were talking about this um, last week. It's so easy. Aside from that stupid little walk from Halifax to the bus stop. Um, oh, yeah. Oh God, I hate it so much. <laughs> it's really good. No, aside from that, the bus, I think, is a good price. Student ticket is, what, a pound each way? Mm-hmm. Um, the UBs are also really good, or the campus buses. They've also got UOY adverts in them. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> they do. 
and yeah I think it's really easy to get from one campus to another because their campus east and campus west are about a 20-30 minute walk depending on how fast of a walker you are from each other um, but the bus takes about 5-10 minutes and they're also free so it's really good if you live on one campus and study on the other what about you what do you think I'd agree I think the buses are very good it's only annoying when it's say a Friday night and everyone's wanting to get on the bus because as we've said before before people don't really have much respect for other people and because of that we always get get pushed to the back of the queue because we're too polite to jump to the front yeah so it's good but I feel like the bus stops could potentially be a bit bigger I think we'll have to come back to this when clubs are open because that is going to be even worse. going to be interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Pros and cons of catered versus self-catered. I mean, we aren't catered students, so we can't really comment on that. But personally for well, me... I think we're biased. Yeah, we're definitely biased. I do think self-catered is probably the better option, definitely the cheaper option, and you can actually eat what you'd like to eat and not just what canteen yeah I think it depends on who you are as a person and how much of a foodie you are as well as how much you enjoy cooking so I really like cooking so I knew from the get-go that I wanted to cater for myself also because I really appreciate the flexibility um because it means you can wake up whenever you want have lunch whenever you want and sort of mold your eating times around the lectures you're having and what you're doing because I didn't really enjoy how restricting it was in terms of having to one leave your flat in the morning to have breakfast <laughs> and two having to stick to the timings but if that works for you as a person and you don't enjoy cooking self-catered is definitely a good option I've heard loads of good things about it um even people who have college meals once a week in campus east are really enjoying it so yeah how much do you like to cook and how much do you care about the time you're eating at? There we go. <laughs> Those are the questions to ask yourself. Next question. Can you put stuff on the walls? I feel like that's quite a hard one to answer because technically I don't think you really can unless it's on one of the notice boards that you get given. But I think most people do and it's probably fine unless you get caught. Yeah. I think the good answer here would be you can but if you leave a mark you can wave goodbye to your deposit yes so yeah so blue tack or I'm using washi tape to stick a picture up um above my wall because blue tack leaves marks they market it by saying that it won't but everyone knows it leaves that weird little greasy looking stain on your wall yeah um so I don't recommend blue tack however washi tape which is made of bamboo and only sticks enough to hold a piece of paper up great command hooks are also good but actually we got really lucky in terms of what our accommodation is like because there's hooks everywhere mm-hmm. I have they're absolutely everywhere I think students pass stuck them up and the university hasn't taken them down and it's great they're absolutely <laughs> everywhere okay good answer next is how secure would you say your accommodation is I think that's a good question we've had our fair share of scandals over on Halifax so what's your opinions on that 
I I would say I feel really safe. I think it's because the doors are quite hefty. Like my bedroom door feels really safe. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I've never I've never felt unsafe at university, which is good. Um, and actually it's the thing that scares me the most about next year, which is in terms of security, because I know I'm going to freak out about it and mm-hmm. want the house to be ultra safe. Um, <laughs> stay tuned to see if we get a guard dog. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I mean, I swear landlords can't can't legally say no unless they have a good reason now, right? We looked at the article for that. So let's get a guard dog I mean expensive but worth it I mean that's not a bad idea I know you know what I really want here's another tangent a Berenice they're stunning and they're huge they're like giant teddy bears and I really want one I think I know what dog you mean I was very confused for a second if you couldn't see it in my face um but yeah I think I now know what you mean and you can have one of those I want a little corgi my mum really, really wants a little corgi. Please, let's get a massive dog and a tiny one. <laughs> it would be quite good. Or a goldfish. I mean, we could always eat it. Pan fry it. <laughs> no, I don't like fish. We have, we have fish here and they're so boring. No offence to my mum who loves them, but I don't think the house would be much different without them. Probably just more rich I flushed mine. It died. So that was it. <laughs> My mom thought I was a monster RIP. for it. Um, so we gave the other one a formal funeral. Oh, Yeah. That's cute. The, the second one was definitely my favourite. It had like this really... The, so the first one was called Nemo and it was really standard goldfish. Just like the stock image goldfish. And the second one was called Wonder and it had this like tail that moved as it swam and it was like see it was really cool it was a cool goldfish anyways <laughs> back to the questions do most students stay on campus at the weekend yes in short i'm pretty sure most students do it's only if they have family near for example robbie he probably goes home a lot more frequently mm-hmm. than say we do because his family live closer but most students do remain on campus yeah i think also because on campuses where you're most likely to have fun at weekends because there's the campus bars and your flats there and you're most likely have a group of friends by the end of first term um so especially on non-covid times campus is the place to be at weekends unless you're visiting your family which we like to mm-hmm. do as often as we can pretty much um and weekends are always a good time to do if that the trains work <laughs> oh god yes um just a general one what is the town slash city like so we're at york so what are your opinions on york i love it i really enjoy it i think it's so pretty and it's such a good balance between a city and a small town um because it's not too not too big not too small um I really enjoy the historical aspect of it, which I'm sure you also love. Of course, of course. Um, seeing your degree. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just like how much there is to do. There's loads of opportunities for really pretty walks. It was one of the reasons I picked the city. Um, yeah, and I like how it's really close to campus. So it's really easy for us to just go and have tea and Betty's. Oh, Betty's. Oh, I recommend the muffin. What, what muffin did I get? 
the sausage and egg muffin when we went oh, anyone yeah. to New York get the muffin oh it's so good oh you know what I really want one uh McMuffin right now would be great oh I could that's the one thing I miss getting McMuffins delivered in the morning I haven't had a McDonald's in so long because I can't deliver it or go to one neither have I last time I had a McDonald's was with you at uni or five guys when we go back first takeaway we're getting a five guys because we put it off at the end of last term but we're getting it this time I want my lotus biscuit milkshake we have a question from the audience so my sister and her sixth form have asked about budgeting what are your thoughts budgeting who I mean it's really bad (laughs) but personally I'm not the biggest budgeter I mean I look at how much money's in my bank and if I think probably shouldn't buy that I don't but if there's something I want I buy it but I'm pretty good with money I don't really spend too much on pointless things because I convince myself that I don't deserve them so I don't have to worry too much what about you I'm somewhere in between so some some people are extremely good at it like a couple of our flatmates have a designated book where they write everything up or spreadsheets and I'm sort of dabbling between methods and I'm trying to find one that works better because I should be better at it but as of right now I see how much money I want to spend in the month um and then I put that into a separate pot on my Monzo card which is why Monzo is Mm. a really good idea like Monzo for budgeting is amazing it's free to get it every month you can just transfer money from your main bank account into the Monzo and then use that um for budgeting alone and you just tell yourself that once the month is over you have to have used part of that money and you can't go over um because that's the danger if you keep all of your money especially if you go on a night out it's really easy to blow it and so yeah doing that so saying okay this month I'm going to spend I don't know less than 300 pounds on everything and then based on that I look at what my expenses for the months could be so a train ticket home if I'm planning on coming back or a night out and then I try and subdivide the money into okay this is how much I'm going to spend for groceries so I normally put a hundred pounds side which is always more than enough and then I'll put another section aside for takeaways and then another for just entertainment and having fun and then from there I pull money when I need it and I know that if there isn't any more money in the pot, I should probably stop buying clothes or not buy that extra bottle of wine. <laughs> I mean, the struggles. Yeah, I think it's very much how you want to budget. If you're not someone that's big into stats or making records, don't worry about it. But at the same time, if you are someone that likes to splash the cash, maybe you should have these separate accounts like Claudia said, I think. Yeah, because it's so easy when you're in the moment to find an excuse as to why you need that item that an Instagram ad is promoting to you. (laughs) It's so easy to look at it and think, oh, you know what I really need? An air fryer. (laughs) This is what's missing in my life because adverts are designed to make you think that. Um, So actually another really good um, trick I found is before buying anything, I have to leave it in my cart for 24 hours. Obviously this doesn't apply to groceries. grocery shopping is a whole different realm but 
I try to leave an item in the cart for 24 hours. And then after 24 hours, I usually have a much better um, perspective on it. And it's really easy to tell, okay, I've actually been thinking about this during these 24 hours. I need it. Or yeah, no, this was just a heat of the moment kind of thing. I don't actually need this t-shirt that can be tied in four different ways. (laughs) Because I think I'm the opposite to you. So I have to convince myself to buy something and convince myself that I do deserve to have this t-shirt rather than the opposite. So that's why I don't think I need to worry about budgeting that much because I like telling myself, Abby, you don't need to buy that. So don't, even when I probably should. Which is why we work really yeah. well, because <laughs> I'm really good at telling you why you need things. <laughs> Which is also weird because I'm a minimalist, but I think it's because I follow the rule of one in, one out. Mm. So if I buy a jumper, then I'll usually try and donate one because I've usually got too many jumpers. Um, and also I hate clutter, but you're you're really good at saying, okay, do I actually need this? Yeah. Um, which is excellent and I think for grocery shopping is one never go to the supermarket hungry yes because that is so bad the amount of times I've been an Audi and I've been starving and then I've ended up with copious amounts of snacks um and also writing lists I usually keep one of those long post-its on the side of my desk or even notes on my phone and as the week goes on I add in the things that I've either run out of um for staples or things for recipes that I want to do. And then having a form of meal plan Mm. really helps as well with budgeting because you're not just buying food blindly. Um, You're actually buying things for recipes. And then if you're planning ahead, you can see what you're buying, knowing that you have, I don't know, half a bunch of cilantro or half a pun of mushrooms. (laughs) Abby could never, they're vegetables. (laughs) I was Okay, half a pack of chicken. That's the one. Hopefully not yellow chicken or, this time. Uh, half a thing of passata. Oh, yes. I always have Abby always passata. opens her passata and then never knows what to do with the rest of it. Oh, it's a struggle. So if you know you're going to be making, I don't know, creamy chicken pasta, um, in Abby's case, then you can plan ahead for the rest of the week knowing that, okay, I'm making that on Monday or roundabouts that means that I'm going to have half a thing of cream and half a packet of chicken left over. What other recipes can I make with those two things? And Mm. then buy the ingredients for those. And that really helps reduce food waste and also ends up being cheaper because you're eating everything you're buying. Um, And it also forces you to be creative with cooking, which is really fun if you enjoy cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the place that you shop is very important as well. For example, we mm-hmm. sometimes pop to Nisa, but I would definitely not recommend getting your whole shop from your university's Nisa or whatever shop you have on campus because it is more expensive. Shop at the cheaper places. You don't have to shop at Waitrose or Sainsbury's. Aldi and Lidl can be great. And I don't think it's shameful at all to want to shop at the cheaper places. What do you think? Oh, no. It's basically a gathering spot when you go to Audi (laughs) all the students are there (laughs) definitely and it's yeah it's really good also keeping um last minute quick meals in your freezer is a total lifesaver because there's been so many nights where I've been in the middle of an assignment or just too tired to get all my pans out and cook and have to deal with dishes 
um, where getting a takeaway is really tempting, mm. but takeaways can really add up. And I think we've done a really good job at sort of limiting the amount of takeaways. We tell ourselves that we can have one on Friday night. <laughs> I'd say that that keeps you going for the whole week. And on Friday night, you reward yourself rather than spending like 15 quid here and there every single night or every couple of nights because you don't want to cook. So definitely grab that oven pizza yeah. <laughs> when you're out shopping or even just like chicken nuggets and chips or something that you can pull together really quick that will satisfy the hunger, but also stop you from ordering takeaways every single night. Yeah, I think our flat takeaway nights are actually a very good idea because obviously when we're all having a takeaway on the same night from the same place, we cut costs, deliveries cheaper, you don't have the small order fee that you tend to get on delivery on Uber Eats. So it does work out financially the better option than having them all separately. Yeah. And another reason why I recommend it is because it also allows your whole flat to eat together because it mm. can be really hard during the week to coordinate lunch times and dinner times. And obviously everyone's doing different courses half the time. So everyone's on a completely different schedule. So knowing that on Fridays, we're all going to eat together is quite nice to maintain the community aspect um, of a flat because it can be quite hard of course you see your flatmates all the time but you hardly ever sit down all together as mm -hmm. a flat and have a conversation because you're in the kitchen and you'll be with one or two other people but it's really rare that we're all there at the same time unless I'm trying to cook in which case everyone decides <laughs> that they want to make dinner at that time <laughs> it's a problem that's another issue yeah coordinate when you're cooking um because there's a limited amount of hobs I don't know why they do that it's a mm. flat of six people they should put two um uh, stovetops because four hobs are never enough for more than three people to cook also because biggest mistake ever we all have woks <laughs> get small pans yes I, I mean I love cooking in bulk because it means I have to cook less and that I have meals ready for when I need them. We've been over this. <laughs> but oh my gosh, it never fits. Yeah. I think three of us have woks and there's no way you're ever fitting more than two on it. And then if the woks are on, you can't get anything <laughs> else. Except for Kez's really tiny little cute <gasps> That is so cute. They are brilliant. The individual um, fried egg pan. Mm -hmm. maybe not that small yeah but <laughs> definitely a pan where you can just heat up some leftovers or quickly fry up a chicken breast are the way to go definitely right what's what's the next question you've been sent in from our lovely audience <laughs> thank you to my sister six more um what would you say about the style of lessons at uni i don't think they're that different from six form I mean there's a lot more you're doing the answering and the teaching teachers are kind of or seminar leaders are kind of just there to get you having a discussion they're not really teaching you the content or at least that's the case in history it's very much we do the readings and then we have to talk about them as a group whilst the teacher is there to kind of give us prompts or that kind of thing I don't know what it's like in environmental science no, it's pretty much the same. I think the biggest difference is that aside from it being really student-led, so if, this, if you're not talking as students, there isn't going to be much interaction in the lesson. It's up to you. And because it's up to you, it's also 
entirely your responsibility to be prepared. So I don't know about you, but my sixth form teachers, and even in secondary school, they always said this, girls, you have to do your work and you have to stress about it yourselves. Not stress about it, but be responsible for it. Because at university, your teacher isn't going to chase you about your homework like I am. And that's a really good point. It's not one of those things that people just say. It's actually true. Um, Purely because if you don't watch the lectures and you don't do the readings, the lecturer isn't going to care. They're not going to ask at the beginning of the lecture who's done the reading. If you haven't done the reading, you can't participate in the discussion and that's your problem, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is important to keep in mind. So yes, you can get away with doing the bare minimum, but then when it comes to assignments, you're going to be the one paying the consequences for it. And realistically, the teacher isn't going to be chasing you. So you have to be a lot more on the ball in terms of, okay, what schedule do I want to organize for myself to make sure that I'm watching the lectures in time for this so that I'm prepared? Um, And also because it's so much nicer to be sat in a seminar or in a discussion session where you're actually able to participate than just being sat there having no clue whatsoever as to what everyone else is saying. Yeah, some lecturers like to pick on students to answer as well. It's not too common. Don't get too stressed about it if you don't like talking. I hate it for one. But if you are going to get picked on, it's better to know what you're talking about than just sitting there absolutely baffled, which, I mean, my first ever lecture was a bit (laughs) like that, but it's fine. I'm over it now. Yeah, and I think it's fairly common and quite easy to sort of get out of answering a question Mm -hmm. you can just say oh I was meaning to ask about that section of the reading because it was slightly unclear to me or you can acknowledge the question then talk about something related which is what I tend to do um when I don't quite get the answer to the question but it's also just so common like half the time if you ask a question there'll be four or five other people who had the same exact question will say actually yes thank you for asking that I also want to know yeah I definitely don't yeah don't stress about it too much it's not too different but the pressure will very much be on you to stay on top of things yeah the lectures would just give out the material and show up to the sessions and get them started but the rest is entirely up to you which is fun because you can usually drive a seminar if you're one of the people participating the most in it you can drive it into what you're most interested about or into what you didn't understand and you want to talk more about uh, which is cool because you definitely get to have more of a conversation um, rather than just the teacher standing up and saying okay here's a bunch of facts you need to know because you've already done that and you're already prepared yeah you can get away with not doing the work but at the end of the day you you're going to be the one that suffers in the long term when you have assignments due. So if it's a week where you're really busy and you're just overwhelmed and you can't do the work, you'll get away with it. It'll be fine. But at the same time, it's not a good idea to get super behind. That's it. We're out of time. It's really sad. We'd love to keep having a chat with you, Um, especially because we won't be uploading for the next couple of weeks because it's Easter break. Um, so stay tuned we'll be coming back in the next term with many new episodes Um, hopefully each one more entertaining than the last we hope you enjoyed this really short season so far and that you found it helpful thank you for listening